Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast. All a part of the Steel Curtain Network, all a part of Fans First Sports Network. Thank you for joining me. It is Friday. Happy Friday. I'm really excited for this show. Second half, we have Jeremy Jerome Betts coming up. We're going to talk about all things draft. You know that. That's what he focuses on. I love asking him questions, and that's coming up in the second half. Stay tuned to the very end of the show for a very special heart-to-heart as we always finish out our weeks here on the Let's Ride podcast. Today, though, we are talking about strengths and weaknesses on the Steelers roster. And it's important to discuss, and it's important to be honest about our evaluation of the roster. There are some positions, and you'll find this out shortly, there are some positions that really do not fall in one category or the other. There are some that definitely do. In my opinion, we're all entitled to that opinion. Well, we're going to get into all that here, but first let's start off with some news. Armand Watts, that was something we talked about on Wednesday. It was being reported that he was a new defensive lineman added to the Steelers roster. Well, that became official, the Steelers officially signing Watts to a contract. I, I, I got to be honest. I got to plead ignorance here. I don't know the duration of the contract. I'm sure we'll find that out sooner than later. Now, another roster move which happened, which surprised a lot of people. I got to be honest. I was kind of surprised myself was that Jameer Jones was released. And this is just a strange timing of things. And some people are trying to draw conclusions, connect dots. Oh, well, that was because Bud Dupree might be back. Say what you want. It's just really odd that Jameer Jones would be released 
right around the draft. This is something that sometimes after the draft, if they end up drafting an edge rusher or something like that, that that would happen. But in, in real reality, this doesn't make much sense on the surface. Now, what we need to remember, though, is that a lot of times, think about the iceberg philosophy where only the tip of the iceberg is seen and visible above the water, whereas there's this giant mass underneath. There might be something to that with Jameer Jones. Maybe there's an off-the-field issue. Maybe he asked for his release, wanting to go somewhere else. I don't know. We don't know. Unless you're in that facility, in that organization. And shoot, there might even be players on the current team that don't know. So keep that in mind. Not sure what's going to happen. Will they re-sign Bud Dupree? Rumors are is that Bud Dupree is not signing anywhere until after the NFL draft. He wants to go to a team where he's going to maximize his playing time as well as his money. So that's in case you're wondering. All right, let's get to the show. Let's get to this here. The strengths and the weaknesses on the Steelers roster before the NFL draft. This is all about the lead-up to the draft. This is all about, okay, where where would the Steelers be looking? It's something that Jim Wexel and his crew talked about, Jeremy Ritz. They talked about this on Wednesday, on Tuesday. I'm sorry, Wednesday. Wednesday. Gosh, I can't remember what day it is. Wednesday, Steel City Insider. If you didn't listen to it, go back and check it out. It was a really good d- discussion, almost like a debate about what position should they go with, what players should they go with. And it came down to the fact of it's like, hey, let's just pick players and let's just go after players that we really love. That's what the Steelers should do. Now, in this regard, I like to kind of narrow my focus based on this simple exercise. Strengths, weaknesses, what are they the both? Now, that doesn't mean that if, if, let's say, for instance, a position falls on the strength side. That does not mean that the Steelers would not try and still address the position in the draft. In in fact, I mean, I think there's always room for upgrading. That's something that Dave Schofield said on the Scobro show this past week. He said that, you know, upgrading can happen at any position. There's no position on the roster that the Steelers would say, yeah, we don't need an upgrade there. There are some that they would choose over others, and that's what we're going to try to decipher here. So let's start with... I, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy that likes to finish on a positive. So we're going to start with the weaknesses. And again, I want to make it very clear. This is also about the depth at these positions. This is not just who is starting. Sometimes the starters can be great, but if there's no one behind them and an injury happens, which is going to be directly correlating to the very first position on the list, you're going to see that the depth is lacking. Therefore, the position is lacking. I'm going to start with outside linebacker. I've said it before, I will say it again, and I'll continue to say it, and that is that I think T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith make up the best pass-rushing duo in the NFL. The starting tandem, starting duo, I like them better than anyone else. However, behind them, Jameer Jones is now gone. You have Quincy Roche is really it. That's really it. Well, I don't like that. I don't like that. To me, that's a weakness. If TJ Watt were to be lost again due to injury, you would be running into the same scenario that you had last year and potentially even worse. So the Steelers are going to have to address that, and that could be a position that they still do target, whether it's in free agency, that's still happening, by the way, or in the draft. But the outside linebacker position is weakness number one. I'm not ranking these. This is just the order that I'm saying. Second one is cornerback. So they lose Cam Sutton. They bring in Patrick Peterson. Well, who else do they have other than P2? Other than Patrick Peterson, you're talking about Levi Wallace, James Pierre. You have uh, Arthur Millette still on con- under contract. 
it's just not that great. I mean, it, it's you're. Or I guess I I gotta say, Akella Witherspoon. I keep forgetting about him as if he's already been cut. He has not been cut, so he's still on the roster. We when you talk about these, man, it, that just doesn't do it for me. You know, I mean, th- there's just not a lot of substance there. Now, maybe they'll find a way to make it work. Maybe Levi Wallace, after having a season in the system, will be able to come in and play some really good football and be opposite of Patrick Peterson and and be able to really anchor one side. So if the Steelers do draft a cornerback high in the draft, then you have that flexibility with Patrick Peterson and moving him around. And we know that Levi Wallace can move around as well. Cornerback, though, right now is a weakness on this roster. That is a weakness on the roster. Now let's go to the next position. It's defensive line. The Steelers have made several additions along the defensive line. Braden Fajoko uh, just talked about Armin Watts on the defensive front. They re-signed Larry Ogunjobi. Man, Larry O was a great signing. I'm not going to bemoan that signing. I, I loved it. I thought it was a great move and a great decision by Omar Khan. However, the same at the same time, I look at some of the recent signings, Watts, Fihoko, and I'm thinking, again, these guys aren't it. Like that, Yeah, so Fihoko's that rock, the guy that sits in the middle. He's huge. He takes up space, takes up double teams. That's great and all. They need more guys like a Cameron Hayward. And I know Cameron Hayward's a rare breed, and it's they, they don't make them that way too much anymore. But if there's still, for me, a position where the Steelers could really go out and get another guy, and when I say another guy, I'm talking about just give me that guy, like that one guy that let's have a succession plan to when Cam Hayward's done playing football. DeMarvin Leal was a great pick. I still think he's going to blossom with his skill set being very unique. Larry O is going to help. I think Isaiah Loudermilk absolutely is due to continue to improve. They need another guy, though. I'm not going to go into the season thinking that Watts and Fihoko are, are it. Can't be. That's a weakness. Last one. I'm doing four weaknesses and four strengths. The last weakness is inside linebacker. Again, depth matters. So when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at the inside linebackers, Cole Holcomb, Holcomb, sorry, Landon Roberts, Mark Robinson. That's it. So that's a that's a concern. That's a concern. You don't have much depth there at all. You know, even even the tweeners, you know, yeah, you could talk about Miles Killebrew, but everyone used to always say, well, you know, Marcus Allen could could bump down if had to. He's a free agent still. He's still on the open market, has not signed with anyone. So you have those weaknesses, outside linebacker, cornerback, defensive line, and inside linebacker. What's really interesting to me is that all of those positions are on defense, and all of those positions should be targeted, in my opinion, in the upcoming NFL draft, some very early. When you think about the positions of outside linebacker, cornerback, defensive line, and inside linebacker. Now, some positions that I thought about putting on the list, I thought about offensive tackle. The Steelers have made it very clear they're comfortable with that. The depth there is an issue. That probably would have been number five if I went five, but I didn't. I only did four. Uh, safety is another one. You know, Keanu Neal and Demonte KZ, can they together make up one good safety? I don't know. But still, those are the four weaknesses that I had. But let's go over to the strengths. Let's end on a positive, right? I'm going to say the interior offensive line. Now, a lot of a lot of folks out there listening to this might say, Jeff, interior, are you kidding me? Like the center, Mason Cole, what do you have after that? Kendrick Green? Because J.C. Hasnauer is out. He's, he's gone. He's with the New York Giants. So I, I understand that thought process. But one thing I keep on thinking about is James Daniels played center in college. 
uh, Nate Herbig has taken snaps at center before, and so has Isaac Sam, uh, Samalo. So when you have all those players there, they can also snap the football at center if they had to. That gives me a little bit a better feeling than if I said, oh, Kendrick Green's the only guy. He's the backup. No, not necessarily the case. But interior-wise, you still have Kevin Dotson. You have James Daniels playing guard. You've got Mason Cole at center. You've got, um, you've got I'm sorry, uh, Sayomalo. They have, well, along with Herbig, They've really beefed up that interior offensive line, those three positions. I think it's going to be a strength of the team, and that's why it's a strength on my list. Next, running back. Whether they Whatever they do with running back three, whether it's Anthony McFarland or whether it's a, a Benny Snell Jr. if they decide to bring him back, I love their tandem of Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. What you saw last season, and honestly, in hindsight, if I'm just being completely honest, in hindsight, I think that the injury to Najee Harris's foot could have been a blessing in disguise for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were forced to give him time off, meaning they were forced to say, hey, we need to just back off his bait. Let's back up the playing time a little bit. Okay, let's let's get Jalen Warren out there. And then they saw what they had in Jalen Warren. So blessing in disguise, the foot injury probably opened the door for Jalen Warren. Now they have a really good one-two punch. I love that dynamic of the big bruising Najee Harris and the real quick scat back type with Jalen Warren, who can also get the tough yards. I don't want to take that away from him. So running back is a strength. Next, wide receiver. And a lot of folks, again, might say, Jeff, wide receiver, really? Deontay Johnson, I get it. A lot of people don't like Deontay Johnson. They think that his contract was bad. They think that he's overrated. He didn't score a touchdown last season. We all know this. These have been talking points that have been uttered literally constantly since the end of the season. So, but wide receiver, though, you think about Calvin Austin. You think about George Pickens. You think about Anthony Miller. People forget about Anthony Miller. They they could easily bring back someone like Miles Boykin. All of a sudden, I think they have a pretty decent wide receiver group and a decent wide receiver group that could be versatile, a group that could not just be like one-trick ponies. George Pickens, I'm excited to see how he's improved. You know, his route running was a little rough around the edges. He hasn't played a lot of football when you think about the injuries he sustained while at Georgia, and he's still a unfinished product so I'm excited to see what they do but I think wide receiver is a strength that doesn't mean that they're not going to draft one it just means that I think that even right now I like Anthony Miller I think he has so much more upside than Steven Sims and that's why they signed him and kept him I like their wide receiver group. the last strength tight end I love what they're doing at the tight end position. When you think about bringing back Zach Gentry, they obviously still have Pat Fryermuth, they have Connor Hayward. It gives them a incredible amount of options. We'll put it that way. Their options they have at tight end are are really, really great. They could use all three of them in offensive sets if they wanted to. Connor Hayward being that H-back, Pat Fryermuth being that modern-day tight end who can both run and catch. Gentry, who's built more for blocking. He needs to improve on that blocking, but still, those four positions are positions that I view as strengths. Offensive, interior offensive line, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Notice no defensive positions there on the strength side. And again, I'm not saying that they're not going to approach any of these positions in the draft. I don't think they're going to draft a tight end high. I don't think they're going to draft a running back, at least early. I just don't think those are necessities, just like I don't think they're probably going to go with an interior offensive lineman. Wide receiver of those strengths are probably the only position that I would think that they would add to in the draft, potentially early. 
potentially early. So, you know, no quarterback. I think we still, I don't think it's fair to anyone to put Kenny Pickett in the quarterback class or quarterback group considering they only have two on the roster right now on the strength category or the weakness category. So in case you were wondering where that fell, there you go. All right, so there you have it. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask uh, Jeremy Jerome Betts about these strengths and weaknesses coming up in the second half of the show, along with a lot of draft talk. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Steeler fans, it is Friday. It is the Let's Ride podcast, and it's also time for the All Bets Are Off segment with Jeremy Jerome Betts. You know, my parents are in town currently because uh, I'm on spring break, and my mom said, is his name middle name really Jerome? And I said, uh, no, I, it's not. Maybe it is, but I didn't know that. I just gave him the name Jerome. And she goes, well, why do you call him that? I said, I don't know. It was, you know what it was? It was the draft last year we had our Zoom and I'm yeah. watching like Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. Like, that should be a Jerome, Jerome Betts, Jer- Jerome Bettis. You know, that's yeah, where exactly. I kind of came from. So I don't know what your real name is, Jeremy, but how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. You know, I always say that my parents named me after the great Jerome Bettis, um, but that is not the case. It was just one of those things that they liked the name Jeremy. And so it, it it's what ended up. But um, I'm named after my dad, Edward. It, ah. in my middle name so not jerome go. but uh you know i'll take it if that's what people know me as then uh <laughs> then it'll work <laughs> for sure for sure well you know what we're only weeks away and oh, the man. nfl draft is quickly approaching but before we get to that i want to ask you about what i talked about in the first half of the show and that is all about strengths and weaknesses of the current Steelers roster because mm-hmm. we always talk about this you know nfl draft is predicated by what the, the team in this case the Steelers do in free agency well the Steelers have been very active in free agency so what I want to ask you in your opinion just give me two positions that you feel and this includes depth by the way this is not okay. just starters because we know that you know like the starters can be really really great but if the depth isn't there it can still be a weakness Absolutely. so we're gonna go like I'll ask you I did four and four four uh, strengths, four weaknesses. I'm just going to ask you for two of each. We'll start with the weaknesses. What do you think two positions that are weaknesses for the Steelers heading into this upcoming draft? Uh, I'm going to go 
what with just the very first one that pops in my head is is cornerback, and I know that they've addressed that in the in free agency by bringing in Patrick Peterson. But you're you're talking about a unit that really lacks a a true nickel corner uh, that you would feel comfortable with starting in multiple type of situations. Arthur Millett is is fine as a as a nickel corner that plays in the box, I think, and works the underneath stuff, the slants and um, outs and um, crossers. But if you get him out in space in coverage, he really can become a liability. So uh, the the awesome thing about having Cam Sutton last year was that you could drop him down into the nickel on a lot of those third and long situations, and he could handle some of the slot guys that that could beat you. So the Steelers have have an issue there. I think you you like the starting duo of Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace. You like it, but you don't necessarily love it. And then behind that, it's it's a bunch of unknowns. So I'd say that's that to me is is a weakness. I'm gonna go with tight end as the other one, just really? as far as as far as depth goes, Jeff. I just I I don't like Zach Gentry as the tight end okay. two on this team. And maybe they'll prove me wrong. Maybe uh they really find a good role for Connor Hayward and he becomes a, a weapon in the passing game more than just a, a fill-in or or a, a play here and there um, but Gentry he doesn't really offer much as a blocker um, he was a little better last year he doesn't offer much as a pass catcher again he was a little better last year but that's just not I, I would have rather them had left him alone and maybe gone after a tight end on day two in the draft uh so those are going to be my two two weaknesses just to start us out there. I don't think that it's a lock that Zach Gentry makes this team. I would I say that right now. It's a one-year deal. It's not going to be a lot of money. He could easily be cut if they find a replacement in the draft. I think this is a very deep tight end class from what I've been reading and that they could find some value in you know more like day three at the position. Mm-hmm. And if they can get someone that's big and can block really well already, then Zach Gentry could be expendable. Believe it or not, though, I actually had tight end on one of my strengths. Because oh, I do wow. think if Zach Gentry can fill that role, you do have uh, Pat Fryermuth and yeah. Connor Hayward. And I think there's all so unique that they can actually have some versatility there. The other weaknesses that I had, you said cornerback. I agree. I said outside linebacker because they mm-hmm. just cut Jameer Jones. They only yeah. have Quincy Roche as depth. If TJ Watt, Lord forbid, I just knocked on wood, gets hurt again. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. what are they going to do? I mean, uh, yeah, you could assume that. Well, maybe they'll they'll draft an edge player. That's possible, but at the same time, that's a weakness right now. I have inside linebacker because hmm. again, you have yep. uh, Roberts and Holcomb, and then you have Robinson, Mark Robinson. That's it. <laughs> so the Steelers have some. Let's go to the strengths, though. I told you I had tight end on mine, but I want to know what you think in terms of positions that are like these are strengths for the team heading into the draft. Yeah, um, the Steelers are are interesting to me because when you talk about like just uh, as a, as a team, as a whole, they're pretty balanced. I would say overall at this point, when you, when you look at what, what's going on heading into the draft. And I don't think that they actually have a defining strength of the team necessarily, but what I'm going to go with is edge rusher, because I think the tandem of of (laughs) TJ Watt, I think the tandem of TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith is the best in the league. And so you get that rolling. And then um, 
the depth is an issue, I, I would say. But if you're if you're just going off the two starters, um, they, they're the best in the league. And and if that's the case, then I think that has to be a strength. I'm guessing you had that as a weakness with the, with your reaction. I did. Yeah, you like did. I, okay. the outside linebacker was on a weakness because of the yeah. depth. What, what was your other strength there? If you're giving us two, I'm gonna go running back because ah, I think I yeah, I think the the combo of Najee Harris and Jalen Warren is top notch. And I think you've got depth there that you'd be happy with going into the season. Um, And, you know, you can always make a move in the draft if you want to, but it's not a pressing need. It's not something that they have to address because of what they have in the room. And I really think that that duo Najee Harris, Jalen Warren can be uh, really good in 2023. Okay. So we agreed. We agreed yeah. with running back. I had running back. There. I also had interior offensive line I like as that. a strength yep. just because of the depth as well. And I talked about how I actually had tight end. I want to ask you about a position and, and I want you to tell me where it would fall for you in terms of strength or weakness. And this was a tough one for me. Hmm. Wide receiver. I knew you were going to say wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to put me in that position. Uh, no, it's, it's one of those positions that you can never have enough guys at. I think heading into a season, but I'd say right now, if the Steelers didn't address it in the draft, that they'd be okay. Because I think what Pat Fryermuth brings to this offense uh, is enough to supplement the passing game with, uh, with George Pickens handling the, the X receiver duties and um, Deontay Johnson being the, the do it all guy, a route runner. And then, Calvin Austin uh, being your your speedster, and then you can just have Pat Frymuth run your seams and your and your slot stuff, and and that's enough for what I think the Steelers are trying to build on offense. So I would say it, it doesn't bother me. I'm not going to say it's a strength, but it doesn't necessarily bother me as much as maybe it does some pundits who think that the Steelers could really use help at wide receiver. I said it was a strength. Mm-hmm. I I like Deontay Johnson more than most people. I know that he didn't score a touchdown last yeah. year you do have to have a quarterback that can throw you the ball. Like he can't right. score. They can't score himself. Yes. He could have gotten his feet down against the jets in week four. I understand all that, but I don't put that all on him. I think he'll right. be better and he'll be back to more what we were accustomed to seeing from him in 2023 with a whole off season with Kenny Pickett. Now yes. I do agree. I think George Pickens is only going to get better because he hasn't played a lot of football. When you look at his overarching college career, he's injured right. left early. Then I like Anthony Miller more than I did Steven Sims last year. Yeah, I agree. So him being healthy and you think about the injury he sustained, which I believe was a shoulder. Mm-hmm. He should be completely healthy. He should be back ready to go. And you add Anthony Miller and then Calvin Austin, the third, and there's always going to be someone like a miles Boykin who's on the market that you could get real right. cheap. And then you have a pretty complete five receivers there. And I didn't even say Gunner row because I don't think that's feasible in my opinion, but I like well, Anthony I think, Miller. I like Anthony Miller. Yeah, and I was going to say, I think you you have your return duties handled then as well with Calvin Austin and and Anthony Miller. Yeah. I think they can handle those that side of things. So if, if you're looking for your receivers to, to handle that and not a different position like corner or something along those lines, but I'll go on the record right now and say I will be 100% fine if the Steelers don't draft a wide receiver at all this year. Mm-hmm. If they don't even make one wide receiver selection, I'm not going to be mad at all because th- what that tells me is they have 100% faith in Calvin Austin being healthy and ready to go this year. That's that's what I that's kind of what I want to see because yeah. I think they have other needs as well. You agree or disagree? 
I agree. And with the capital you spent on him, you think he's a playmaker. Um, so that's going to, that's going to be telling uh, as to what they do. I think obviously you could probably target a guy that can handle slot duties with a different style, maybe a, a bigger chase Claypool type slot or a Juju Smith Schuster type slot receiver that, that would play the game differently and give you more options, maybe more red zone uh, efficiency uh, down down where it counts. But as far as like just throwing a guy in who can who can be a speedster and and can and can be your third wide receiver when really your third primary pass catcher is is Pat Fryermuth, maybe even your second primary pass catcher is him. You know, you've got you've got it settled. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle wide receiver and how they view the position for sure. Um, okay, let's talk about the draft. So I did this mock simulation uh, the other day. I want to get your thoughts on on what this is going to be an article. It's going to run today, Friday, and I think it's around 11 o'clock. So here's what I do. I, I've used to do this so much leading up to the draft, and I haven't done it in a couple years. But what I do is I go to the same mock draft simulator. Now, I'm going to use Pro Football Network, their their mock simulator. I'm not going to accept any trades, okay? So I don't want to, you know, I was offered multiple trades. I stayed at 17, and so I do a scenario. I just run one. I look at exactly what happens, and then I make my pick. And so then next week, I'll do the, the scenario 2.0. I'll run a different one. So I want to run down for you what's going on, who goes where, and then I'm going to see what pick you would make and see how it jives with the pick that I made. You ready for this? Let's do it. All right. So ran the simulator again, stayed at 17. I did not make these picks. I'm not, this is a complete computer generated thing. So the quarterbacks are gone right off the bat. Shockingly though, CJ Stroud to the Panthers, Anthony Richardson to the Texans number two. Will Anderson to the Arizona Cardinals at three Indianapolis Colts take Bryce young. And then will Levis to the Seattle Seahawks at five. The first cornerback Hmm. is off the board at six with the Detroit lions taking Christian Gonzalez. Tyree Wilson edge out of Texas tech goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. They had a trade. Tampa Bay moves up with Atlanta. They take miles Murphy edge out of Clemson. Mm -hmm. Then the Chicago bears at nine, get Jalen Carter from Georgia. The Philadelphia Eagles get your boy Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Tennessee Titans take Paris Johnson Jr. Houston Texans at 12 take Peter Skaronsky. 13, mm-hmm. the Jets take Broderick Jones. Here goes the run on the offensive lineman. There it the is. New England Patriots take Brian, is it Brissy? Yep, Brissy. Mm-hmm. out of Clemson. The Packers take Jordan Addison at 15. The Commanders take Luke Van Ness, Edge, Iowa at 16. So, Ooh. At pick 17, the Steelers actually have some options. So there was only one cornerback taken in the first 16 picks. That means Devin yeah. Witherspoon's there. Joey Porter Jr.'s there. Offensive lineman Darnell Wright is there. Hmm. Uh, you still have someone like, and I've seen this mock to the Steelers, not in round one, but I've seen his name come up. That's Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. Yeah. Still a lot of good talent there, but you had to make a choice. What, what, what pick would you make in that scenario? And then I'll tell you what I said. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, one of the corners, and I'm gonna. I'll go against the grain a little bit. I'm gonna go uh, Devin Witherspoon. Yeah, Just, there you go. That's my uh, <laughs> He's he's a versatile corner, and he regularly everybody I hear talk about him uh, just talks about how physical he is, and he's not as big as 
uh, Joey Porter Jr. is. He's not 200 pounds. He's more like 185 pounds. But he plays with a, a physicality and nastiness on the edge that is is awesome uh, for what the Steelers are looking for, what they want out of their defense. He can he can be that guy right away. So I would say if he's there, he he's a fantastic option for the Steelers, and that's the pick I would make with those guys on the board. That's exactly what I did. It's nothing Let's against go. Joey Porter Jr. I think that Witherspoon yeah. matches what the Steelers want to do. And I was curious because uh, when I looked up his kind of breakdown, I looked up his his measurables. He's six foot, like we said, about 185. That was at the combine. So a lot of guys, they slim down for the combine. So he mm-hmm. might bulk up a little bit, add some more weights. So I was like, well, I wonder how big Patrick Peterson is. Patrick Peterson is six one, so yeah. only an inch taller. And he was at one point over 200 pounds. I don't think Patrick Peterson is over 200 pounds anymore at this stage of his career. He looks real lean. He looks yeah. really like he, like he's really lean down. So, but Hey, that, that I think that would be a great pick. I'm glad that you agree with me. I want to ask you about one specific player before we get to sure. your player of the week. What are your thoughts on Darnell? Wright? Cause he was there in yeah. that simulation and a lot of people have him mocked in the first round, like around a, a one grade, and then I've also seen people say he should not be taken in the, taken in the top 31. He's yeah. a day two prospect. What are your thoughts on him? He's an intriguing prospect to me because in in reality, he is a right tackle. And if, if you're looking for a guy who can play either side, he's probably not your best option. And if I'm, if I'm the Steelers and you know, with what a core four does on the right side, I don't, I don't think I need to spend first round capital on a guy who is going to maybe up. He, I think Darnell Wright would be an upgrade on a core four, but where the Steelers need help is on the left side of the offensive line um, at the left tackle position. You've yeah. got to have a guy that can at least be, be good over there. And if you listen to Daniel Jeremiah, if you listen to Lance uh, Zerline, if you, all these guys that, that have um, that that d- dive into this a little more. Dane Brugler from the Athletic. They talk about how don't draft Darnell Wright thinking you can move him over to the left side because he's a right tackle. So to me, it's not a fit for the Steelers for what they're they're looking for. So yes, good player, but uh, I would say even if he's there at thirty two for some reason, I would go with Dewan Jones over him because I think Dewan Jones can profile into the left side of the offensive line. If you're going to uh, draft a tackle, if you're the Steelers, that's what you need to prioritize. I love it. I love it. Who's your prospect of the week? So I've got a cornerback for you. He's going to go early day three, probably. Um, it's it's Kytrell Clark out of Louisville. And uh, he's not going to blow you away with his measurables. 5'10", 181. Uh, get this, Jeff. Eight and a quarter inch hands, eight and a quarter inch hands. So really tiny hands. You thought Kenny Pickett's hands were small? This guy's hands are minute. He and Kenny Pickett can, <laughs> but share it doesn't love. matter because he played. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> Just trade him off when one comes on and off the field. There you go. Uh, but what he's going to do is he's going to come in and he's going to be a physical nickel cornerback that can cover. Uh, four four two forty. Uh, very quick. Uh, a really good broad jump for jump for a small guy at 10 foot, two inches. Um, he's got some explosion to him. And when you watch his tape, his versatility stands out to you. He drops back uh, 
to the safety position some, kind of like Cam Sutton could do for the Steelers, but he really is a true slot cornerback. And if the Steelers go for a big outside corner early in the draft, I think they could uh, potentially target a guy for the the nickel uh, slot and especially if they were to maybe make a trade at 32 and accrue some more picks on in the latter portion of the draft, then I think that that could be a real play for them. So keep an eye on a guy like Kytrell Clark, who has the the build and the mold for that slot slot cornerback position that the Steelers uh, could be looking at later in the draft. All right. Good stuff. Jeremy, why don't you let everyone know what's coming up on the Steelers fix as well as what you might be working on with the website. Yeah, so I'm 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 not going to be on the Steelers fix this next week because uh, my daughter is having surgery. She's having her tonsils removed, and I won't be available to record uh, this week. But uh, Andrew Wilbar is going to have a guest on, so check that out. You're not going to want to miss it. They're going to talk some draft sleepers as we approach. Uh, I, I think the the second to last, the penultimate Steelers mm. fix episode before the draft, and then uh, the. The finale before the draft, we're going to break down what the Steelers could do in each round and really just give you a, just an overview of players that make sense, uh, depending on how the board could fall. Kind of open up the war room a little bit, if you will, from a Steelers perspective. And then follow uh, my stuff on, on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, it's going to be more draft content coming your way. And you can follow me on Twitter at TheBets93, T-H-E-B-E-T-Z-9-3. All right, Jeremy, as always, thanks for your time. We'll talk next Friday. Have a good week. And a big thank you to Jeremy for taking the time, as he always does every Friday, to just talk some Steelers, you know? And like I said, you're going to hear him a lot on the Fans First Sports Network NFL feed. He and Andrew Wilbar did some division-by-division breakdowns leading up to the NFL draft. You can check those out uh, at the FFSN NFL feed. Go to Apple Podcasts. Search FFSN NFL. You will see it. You'll get not only Kevin Smith's uh, the call the call sheet podcast. You'll get so much great content. It's just starting to get rolling, folks. I'm telling you, some big things are happening at FFSN. So make sure you're on the lookout for that. So a big thank you to Jeremy. Let's finish this as we always do with a heart to heart. Now I, I know that a lot of times people, and when I say people, I'm talking about the fan base. They get irate when it comes to the NFL draft. They always feel as if they know better than the Steelers. They are the ones that they feel should be making these decisions. Well, hate to break it to you, but you're not. So what I'm going to ask that everyone does, and I'm saying this a couple weeks out for a reason, prepare yourself for the draft, but please, please put the pitchforks and the torches away. No matter what, you may hate a signing. I'll be honest, go back and check the tape. When they signed Kenny Pickett last year, or they picked him 20th overall in the first round, we have it on our own Zoom call that we did where we recorded our reaction to the picks. And we were like, okay, the pick is Kenny Pickett. I was sitting there literally saying, not just don't pick Kenny Pickett. Don't pick Kenny Pickett. At the same time, I warmed up to the pick. You know this if you listen to the podcast, but ultimately it's Guys, guys and gals out there, it doesn't matter what we think. We just have to support these players. You may think that you know what's best for the team. Andrew Wilbar was face down on a car, staring at carpet, just throwing a conniption fit. They didn't take Malik Willis. 
hey, it is what it is. And since then, Andrew Wilbar has been man enough to say, you know what? Hey, I might not have loved the pick at the time, but Kenny Pickett proved that he's a lot better than I thought he was going to be. So be able to have that type of resolve about you. Put the pitchforks and torches away. Don't even get them out. Don't get them primed. Just sit back and enjoy it because the draft is awesome. And we're going to have a lot of stuff coming for you here on the Steel Curtain Network as well as on the Fans First Sports Network NFL feed. We'll have a lot of that coming up in the coming weeks. We'll let you know what that is at that time. All right, folks, that does it for me. It's a Friday. I hope you have a great Friday. I hope you have a great weekend. I'll be back on Monday with another Monday morning conversation. In the meantime, folks, you know how we finished it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Go Steve. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.